Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Matcha with Livy. Oh my god. Clearly I am fucking Livy. Hello, ladies, and emphasis on the gentlemen. Gentlemen, I know you clicked on this podcast to hear me talk about how I swallow dicks whole. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know you want to hear me talk about sex, and that's what I'm going to do. Um, you might hate me for it. You might love me for it, but I'm going to give the girls tips and tricks on how they can come on their own so they don't need men like you. Okay. Wow. You guys. Hey, what's up? Oh my God. I missed you so fucking much. You guys, let's go into the intro of my week. Let's get into it. So basically this week, I've just been preparing because I leave for California tomorrow. So when you listen to this, I'll already be in California and I'll already have had so much creation. Um, My best friend lives next to a creation. I'll probably be eating a lot of creation as well as I will probably have already taken a bomb Instagram photo by now with my tits out. And I hope you guys go and like it on my Instagram page. Anyways, okay. Yeah, I've been preparing to go to California. Like I told you guys, I did used to live there. Um, I've been back since I used to live there. Does it bring a little bit of traumatic experiences for me? No, not really. Not at all, actually. It just kind of makes me miss it. Eh, not that much, but it does. Okay, I was also sick this week. Just been having some stomach problems. You're like, ew, bitch, what the fuck? Yeah, no, my stomach just been hurting. That's about it. They're filming Batman below me, which I think is pretty fun and cool. Um, not fun and cool enough for me to go and look at it because uh, I haven't really left the apartment to go see what they're doing. But I just keep hearing loud noises at three in the morning and I'm just, I have to live with it because they're filming Batman and it is what it is. Quick week intro right now i'm actually feeling very sick i just don't feel well and i don't know what me talking about it is gonna do i'm keeping the podcast unedited as much as possible because i fucking want to when i fucking can anyways let's get into this week's talk topic let's get into this week's topic which is sex Ooh. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the losers that I fucked and I regret. Let's talk about sex. That was a cute little uh, remix that I put on the track there. You guys didn't think I had that one in me? Yeah. Anyways, this is what I want to talk to you guys about sex because if you don't love sex... You are fucking the wrong person, and I will be the first one to tell you that if you don't absolutely love having sex, you are fucking a no good piece of shit, and you need to figure out your life and how you're going to fix that for yourself, because sex is fun, sex is amazing, and sex is meant to be enjoyed by both parties, okay? So I want to open about, I want to open up about sex, um, as you guys know, I, kind of have a little bit of sex trauma it's just the rape it's no big deal um super casual for me actually but i've also had other experiences that have left a negative taste in my mouth 
about sex, and I'm not talking about cum. I'm literally talking about the sex, which just the way stuff happened. And we'll get into it later in the episode. So I definitely want to talk about those situations because I think a lot of us go through that, especially as like women and even men, we go through sex experiences where we're kind of like, um, something felt wrong about that. And so we'll get into those as well as, um, sex positivity like let's be open and honest about sex i told you guys this episode was gonna get raunchy and it is i don't hold anything back if you know me and i'm not gonna hold anything back sexually either we're also gonna talk about sex confidence as and i touched on that in last week's episode but just a little bit a couple more points as well as sex stigmas and my opinions on the sex stigmas in the world that we all have to deal with as well as i'm gonna give you my sex tips. I'm going to give you a little bit more into some tips and tricks that are going to make sure your sex experience is amazing. You know what's crazy is I never thought I'd be talking about sex on this podcast because, you know, I really don't know why. I just was not, I was like, uh, I'm good. I don't really, sorry, my computer just, whatever. I'm good. I don't, eh, whatever. I don't really need to talk about it. And then I was like, you know what? If anybody should talk about it, it should be me because I'm super sex confident. Like I told you guys, my mom was open and honest at a young age about like how important sex is. Not even like how important it is, but more like that as women, we should be pleased just as much as a man is getting pleased during sex. So she was really open and honest like that, where she's like, you you don't go in there just to please them. They're supposed to please you as well. And was really just open and honest about sex. I always had a super open, honest like communication with my mom about sex all the time. I still do. My mom knows all about my sex life. Are you kidding? I don't care if that's weird. That's my best friend. Of course she knows everything about it. And um, yeah, so I've always just been really open and honest about sex, but it did take me a while to get there. I did want to be a virgin until marriage. Can you believe it? I really did want to be a virgin until marriage. When I was 16, I was like, mom, I'm going to save myself for marriage. And she was like, why would you ever do that? And that's when our open and honest sex conversation come about because she was like, why would you ever do that? Like, are you kidding? Why would you do that? I was like, mom, at 16, you expect your mom to be like, oh my God, honey, that's amazing. She was like, you're going to be missing out on so much amazing, fun sex. And you're just going to want to have sex with one guy for the rest of your life. I was like, well, yeah, mom, like I really want to give my body to someone who like cherishes me. She goes, oh, don't, that's overrated. You will miss out on so much. And I was like, you know what? This bitch could be a little bit right. I was a late bloomer to sex. Um, I think I gave my first blowjob when I was 16. You're like, you were not a late bloomer. You're just insane. But all my friends and stuff had already had sex way before me, and I was completely fine with that. I wasn't in a rush to have sex. I knew I wanted to have sex with somebody I loved. I wasn't just going to give it up to the football team. I wanted to wait until I knew I was in love with somebody to have sex with them. So that was like my outlook on sex when I was 16 and then I I did then lose my virginity at 16. So you can see how those um, series of events really came out to play. But yeah, so for me, because it is about me, it is my podcast. I don't judge people on sex that they have or anything like that. If you're getting laid all the time and you're happy about it, like whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. For me, I need to have an emotional connection with someone and it takes a lot for me to actually have sex with somebody. I would love to be able to open my legs on the flip of a dime. Like I would love that. I Every part of me would love that because I 
it would just be like easy for me. I'm like, all right, hit it and I'm going to quit it and I'm going to go. And, um, but no, I actually do need an emotional connection because the sex I like to have is good sex. So I just need to make sure it's with someone that I know I can have good sex with. And I'm going to get into that as well, but I want to focus on sex positivity right now. So this is one thing that really weighs really heavy on me because I don't think men and women, mostly the men, can realize how much sex can mean to people sometimes and how much like it might be a really easy thing for you to do, but it might not really be an easy thing for somebody else to do super easily, as well as our actions after sex are really important um, because... And it's not even that important. It's just like, don't be a shitty fucking person to somebody after you've had sex, you guys have exchanged energies. There's no need for any, for you to be a fucking asshole. And now I'm going to get into my stories of the fucking assholes that I've had sex with and that how it's stuck with me and how it's impacted me moving forward. Because I don't think we really realize how damaging it can be sometimes to somebody when you have sex with them and then how you treat them afterwards and how you treat the sex afterwards it's not talked about enough just to be a decent human being how important that really is so at 16 is when I lost my virginity I it was to my toxic abusive cheating ex-boyfriend and um so I really lucked out with that one wanting to save that virginity till marriage probably should have done it actually no but it's fine it is what it is and at 16, he was, oh, fuck. He was like 20. So there was an age gap. And looking back now, it's completely disgusting and sick. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God, like my boyfriend's older than me. Like, that's so cute. In reality, I looked like a fucking loser and I was getting groomed by a pedophile. But it's no big deal. But I do remember um, he was like the first person I gave a blowjob to as well. I was like so nervous. Like, what if I accidentally bit his dick off? You know, you never know what's going to happen in those situations. And we were dating. I think it had been like eight months at this point. And he was like, listen, like you give a good blowjob, but it needs to be better. And at 16 years old, what do you think that like does to somebody? It doesn't do great things to me. And right then and there, he just like made me super insecure about the sex we were having because he was like, hey, it's good, but it needs to be better. You need to do some more research and you need to figure it out. And like, obviously, like that is super toxic, super disgusting. And I didn't realize that at the age that I was at. But it is. And like, that's not okay. And you should if anyone ever tells you that you should probably kick them straight in the fucking neck. But I just took what he said, like, to heart, as a normal 16-year-old would. I mean, like, he was older than me. He was also manipulating me to think everything he said was, like, super right and correct. So I was like, okay, like, whatever he says. But in reality, like, he low-key fucked himself over because, like, now I give really great head because I did all this research because at 16 I was told, like, hey, you need to get it together and give me better head. Like, yeah, I was basically just treated like a piece of shit, obviously. And it like really stuck with me at that point. And I'm a perfectionist. So I mean, like when you tell a perfectionist to do better at something, don't you think they fucking excel in it? So it really did backfire on him in the long run. But at the time it was so heavy and it hurt so badly. And then every time you have sex after with that person, like you don't 
you're not in the moment. You're just thinking like the whole time, is this good? Is this good? Is this good? And it should never feel like that because like you want to be just as present. And if someone makes you feel so insecure about sex, you shouldn't even have it with them to begin with. And that's what I would tell like my younger self is like, fuck him. Like tell him to fucking get himself off or go fuck some other bitch because you don't need to be put through that. Like that's not, you don't need to deal with that. So at that age, it really didn't sit well with me and it made me like overthink every single thing I did in sex and it made me like at 16 like I shouldn't have to no one has to do research on how to give a blowjob or anything like that it should never be a thing but it was such a big thing for me and it was really damaging at the time like you feel super insecure you feel violated too because you're like well I'm giving so much of myself to someone and it's not enough. Like, it's just not enough. And like, it's never like that. It's just the person. Like, look at the person. And then if anyone makes you feel bad about sex, look at that person instead of yourself. Because it's never a you problem. It's more of a them problem. As well as, okay, that's one story that like really wasn't great about sex. And so like, I really recommend if you're sleeping with somebody in general and it's not great and you don't like it, either maybe don't have sex with that person or be like, hey, let's try it this way. Let's try it that way. Let's do this. Let's try this. Don't just be like, hey, do some fucking research and get back to me after you're done with the goddamn research. Like a fucking piece of shit. Anyways, because... It's already so vulnerable for each end, like, and everybody involved. You don't need to make somebody feel bad about it. As well as when this story comes after my last relationship. So like two years ago, I was really done with sex. I was like, I felt like it was used against me a lot. And I just didn't love like... I was like, I'm done with sex. Like, I'm over it. And so I decided I was going to save sex for somebody special. (laughs) And it wasn't until marriage. It was just until I met somebody who was worth my time and was worth me giving my body to. Because I just felt like with my exes and stuff, like, they, it was just always, ugh, that's how I'm going to describe it. And I just felt, like, over it. I was done. I was over it. And it's like sometimes it, like it felt like that was all that I was good for it was like a piece of ass and that was it. And I was like, no, I actually want to like have somebody in my life when I have sex with them that like I really enjoy it. And like we can fucking make love to each other because I'm tired of this rough, weird, unfun sex that I've been having um, with my ex. Sorry. Anyways, I was very vocal. So My ex and I had already been broken up for like eight months and I was the one that broke up with him. Yes. And, um, I wasn't having sex with anybody and I expressed to him, him and I started talking again because after my cousin passed, you were like, this is a sex episode and now you're talking about your dead cousin. It's getting pretty fucking depressing. Just listen, assholes. So after I, I like texted him and him and I got close again because I, death changes you that's all I'll say and it makes you realize the people that were in your life and weren't in your life and I was like really going through it and then I my ex I told him all about how I was like oh no like actually like I'm really saving sex for someone special it really means a lot to me at this point like I don't just want to give my body up to just anybody I don't really love that so my ex I moved into my old apartment he came over 
And he was like, let's smoke and talk about your cousin. It'll make you feel better. Because I was really dealing with his death heavily. It was really hard for me to deal with. Um, That night, we got high. We ended up having sex. And that was like my first time I ever had high sex. And it was a weird experience for me because I was... Like, my body wanted one thing, but my mind wanted another thing. And I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't consensual. But it was a very anxious kind of sex because I knew... I wasn't doing what I intended to do. Like, I wasn't saving it for someone special. But, like, I don't know. It's When you have chemistry with someone, it just kind of happens like that. And my ex and I were, like, on good terms. We were fine. Everything was fine. Um, And then after that day, I had just, like, never heard from him again. Ever. So that did some damage when you let someone back in that you at one point loved or thought you loved you give your body to them in a really vulnerable state of mind especially when you're dealing with death as well as you're dealing with like trying to be better for yourself and have better people come in your life and treat you better and then you give something to somebody who's already proven to you that they don't care about you and they want nothing to do with you and they're just acting like that for the moment so they can get what they want from you and then go and then you give that to them and then you never hear from them again it did something to me that I wasn't expecting it broke my heart in a way that I didn't know was possible necessarily. I mean, my feeling was still there a little bit for him, I guess, because I was trying to latch on to anything that reminded me of the past because when you lose somebody, you kind of just want to hold on to the past a lot. Like with death and stuff, for me at least, I just wanted to hold on to something that bring brought me comfort at one point because I was completely stripped of anything, of any comfort, of any stability, of anything. And then you bring that comfort back into your life and you know it's not great to have that person who's already done you wrong. But, you know, it's like the connection, the chemistry, and then something like that happens where you express to them how you feel about sex and they take advantage of you and they get what they want and then they go it um completely broke my heart and my trust in that moment I felt not moment I guess the time after that I just felt so violated like I felt like what the fuck like you came and had sex with me and then left like I just felt Like, you proved my point even more as to why I wanted to save it for someone special because I I never wanted to feel like that again. Like, I never wanted to feel like that. And then the feeling I thought I was going to prevent myself from having when I saved it for someone special of, like, not good enough or just, like, feeling violated or used just felt 20 times heavier after that happened. And it breaks your trust for everyone everywhere. Like that was someone who was like, hey, actually, I want to help you go through what you're going through. And at the time, I didn't really have many people that wanted to help with that. And you have that one person and you're like, okay, I think that he can actually help me with this. And then 
does that and leaves it leaves a really sour taste in your mouth for sex as well and it's like oh wow that's pretty painful and then you just kind of have to get through it like that was my only that was a really bad heartbreak for me like I felt like since I had ended the relationship I felt like it could have been a little bit of like a revenge towards me but I ended a relationship because of infidelity and cheating I didn't end a relationship because I was bored um yeah and it for me I always like the best way for me to have got through something like that is just it was a God showing me that like he was going to make this person hurt me until I was ready to let them go or something. But it was just something and it broke my heart in a, in a way. It really it really damaged the heart to like never. And I don't want to hear from that person. Actually, I would rather never hear from that person. But just to know what people are capable of is such a scary thing when you're opening up a part of yourself to them. And so after that, I knew I needed a really big break from sex and dating and men and everything in general. And that is 100% what started my two-year break from men. Well, like I was already in the two-year break from men, but like it definitely fueled the fucking fire. I was like, woo, we got to keep going on this two-year break of men. And I share that story because I know girls everywhere have been through it. And it's something that should never be justified. And like if anybody ever does that to you, I think it says way more about them than it can ever say about you. So, sorry for making it depressing, but I'm almost done. I want to get into pushy sex. So my next situation that happened that left a bad taste in my mouth after sex was I was working with somebody on a project. And the project was inspired by by the situation that had happened with me to my ex where like I was like oh my god I had felt so heartbroken and destroyed I needed to take it out creatively I like to express myself creatively so I was working with this kid creatively and told him the same thing like hey like I'm actually saving this for someone special I'm doing like the whole thing I already said and now I look back and I think it really gets a guy going when you say I'm saving it for someone special and they find a way to still have sex with you I think it gets them like a like it gets the wrong people attracted to you in a way um and their motives and everything it gets it bad anyways I was had a thing with this kid. It was everything was fine. Everything was great. We had hooked up before and never had sex because he knew like, hey, like I wasn't having sex like that. Just not what I wanted. And it was weird because he told me he also didn't want to have sex because he was saving it for someone special. That was like should have been my biggest fucking red flag is the fact that he's like, yeah, no, like I'm actually saving it for someone special. It's like, no, the fuck you aren't. You're a man and you like showed me in so many different ways that you just fuck multiple bitches. Anyways. To sum that one up, it was a situation where I felt like no matter what I said, the end goal was going to be for him to have sex with me. And in that situation, I just gave up all control and I was like, okay, just do it and let's get it over with so I don't have to really deal with this again. And like, you guys are like, whoa, what the fuck? But when you tell someone so many times, like, no, I don't want to do this or no, I don't want to do that. And they keep consistently going towards it. And you're just like, fucking forget it at this point. Like, it it's like not a yes, but it's not a no. And I'm just over having to look at you and explain like, hey, like, I don't really 
want this and like you're not getting it and it's just like let's end the fucking night just fuck me and leave um for me I always just called that pushy sex where someone's like very pushy on getting you to have sex and it's very like it just seems as if the goal of them being there is to have sex with you and if it's not gonna be like it's just like god damn get the fuck away from me I'll open my legs but just get away from me so that's another situation that definitely left like some really bad taste in my mouth about sex and I was like I don't love that and that was what like two months after I had the situation with my ex so at that point I was completely broken and like no 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 I was so done with sex I don't want to have sex again and for a while I had a really negative look on sex and I was like I don't like to have a negative outlook on sex because I actually really enjoy sex when it comes down to it good sex I enjoy I know you guys are like why do you keep saying good sex well because like mm, the bad sex who enjoy who the fuck enjoys bad sex like come on but I was like, I need to cleanse, detox, and just take away a, like a break from sex. And no, that did not mean that I was being celibate. No. My vibrator is like my bitch, like my best friend. It's a key essential part of my life is my vibrator, but we'll get into it. So I took a step back from sex and I started really wanting to have more of a positive outlook on it i was like i'm done saying i'm saving it for someone special fuck that shit i'm holding way too much pressure on myself and then the men that come in my life are just not it's just it's not going well so it's just like i have my rules of sex now it's like not really rules but i'll get into that too um but i think it's really important for all of us to like realize like hey when we have sex with someone we trade energies so like if they don't have a good energy stop fucking them because you don't want that energy on you so i'm a really big person like about energy and stuff and if you don't have like a good energy or like a good like vibe about you i'm really not going to want to take that on for myself i don't care how good your dick game could possibly be if the energy isn't great i don't really want it as well as I never want any of you guys to feel weird about what you're doing or wanting. So like I became very sexual. I feel like at that relationship at 16 when I was told to do my fucking research, I got, I did my research and I saw a lot of things and I realized I was like, oh wait, wait, I want to do these things. And my ex at the time was like, oh no, like I don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, thank you next bitch get out of my life so like and it wasn't crazy things it's nothing crazy but a lot of times people aren't mature enough or even like have a mindset about exploring sexually and stuff like that of like new things let's try new things like who wants to be hit with missionary all day every day like not fucking me I don't know about you guys but definitely not me I want to do new things. I want to try new things. And I want to be like open and feel open to whatever I want to do is okay. And I've definitely met people along the way that are like, no, that is okay. Whatever you want to do, like, yeah, open, honest. Like, it's fun. It's a lot of times people shame each other for the stuff they want to do during sex. And it's kind of like, well, what the fuck is the point of you shaming someone? Like, that's, if you don't want to do it, just be like, oh, that's actually just not for me and move on. Like, there's no big deal about that. So if you, if someone like shuts you down, it's like, okay, now I know that I don't want to fuck you ever again. And that's it. Also, like, never feel like you have to have sex. I know I just talked about pushy sex. And I think a lot of times, like, our voices can feel really not heard. And you're like, kind of you're saying no but they're still going and it's like 
you're like, just whatever at this point. Like, yeah, sure. Let's just have sex and get this shit over with. And that's never a position anyone should ever be in. So it's like, I think for um, myself, the best way that I get out of those kinds of situations is like, okay, I'm going to leave or you're going to leave or someone's going to leave. And if you're not going to like leave, then it's, I'm going to fucking make you leave because I don't want to be in this position ever again. So yeah, never feel like you have to. And if you feel like you have to, that's when you know you're not in a good situation. So, okay, let's get into pleasing yourself, ladies. So my mom always told me like, make sure you know how to please yourself. Like that is the biggest thing always make sure you know how to make yourself orgasm. I know why I always want to make sure I know how to make myself orgasm because I don't want to have to rely on a man for fucking anything. When it comes down to it, I don't want to have to rely on you for shit. So if I know how I can make myself orgasm and like I don't need you to do it for me, then I'll never want you for fucking anything. Like if I can do all these things by myself before you came in and did them to me, then I won't ever need you for anything. And I think it's really important to like never need a man. You guys already know that's what I think. But yeah, like, so that means sexually too. I'm going to know how to make myself orgasm so I don't ever need you for anything. So when it comes down to it, you should... Learn to please yourself. Okay, masturbation, let's not even beat around the bush for it. If you're not doing it, you're really missing out. Like it comes down to like you're really missing out because of the simple fact that like once you get off, you're done. Like how much fucking more fun could that possibly be? Literally, how much more fun could that be? So I recommend just learning to please yourself. It's I know it can sound scary and like weird at first, like you're touching yourself, it doesn't feel great, but like don't, I feel like a lot of times society has made us think it's weird and that's the only reason we think it's weird because honest to God, it is a lot of fucking fun and once I knew how to get myself off, there was no nothing a man could do for me that I couldn't do for myself and honest to God, I live by that, so it's like if you don't want to touch yourself, get a vibrator. Oh my God. Please get a vibrator. That is such a huge thing because of the simple fact that like those can be used during sex as well. I don't think I've talked, I'm not, I haven't talked about that yet. I'm about to talk about that, but get a vibrator because they can do things that penises cannot if you get the right one and I highly recommend it. Um, I remember when I first started masturbating, I had just left that toxic relationship and I was like 18 and my friend was like, I was like, I'm literally so horny. I could fuck a cucumber right now. He was like, learn how to masturbate. And I was like, oh no, ew, I feel weird. And he sent me this Cosmopolitan article and he was like, lock yourself in a way with some lube and like put some porn on and get at it because you shouldn't feel weird. And I read the article and it made me feel better. It was like, there's nothing wrong or weird about this. And it kind of was like a step-by-step process on how to make yourself like orgasm. It's just like how to like finger yourself basically. And then I was like, oh my God, this is great. Let me get a vibrator so I don't even have to do any fucking work. And so you get the porn you like, you learn, and even I can do it visually too. So a lot of times I actually prefer to do it visually where I close my eyes and I think of like a past sexual encounter I've had or one that I want to have. And I just visualize that. I hope to God I'm not manifesting it on accident because like 
Actually, I don't mind if I am. Um, Because the people I pick when I'm fucking, when my eyes are closed, it's just like really great. And you get the vibrator and you just have fun. And it's like, I'm so tired of women feeling weird about it. Or like, I feel gross. I feel weird. It's like, no, like learn to get yourself off first. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Like men do it all the fucking time. Why can't we, you know? So I really highly recommend learning to make yourself orgasm, especially because it's like when you feel horny and stuff and you're like, oh, like my God, like I want someone to fuck. It's like get a vibrator and you will actually be like, call your booty call and be like, actually stay home. You can actually stay the fuck home because I am good here. I'm here with my porn. Everything's good. So now you're like, okay, porn Livy, are you cur- Are you kidding me? You fucking whore. What porn am I supposed to watch? Um, I've realized lesbian porn is actually, and I'm not a lesbian in any sense of the way. I'm not bisexual. I'm not anything, but there's something so beautiful about women like, and that men cannot, that they do not portray like at all. So, um, most of the time women watch lesbian porn because I don't know. I just think it's a lot for me. I'm like, Oh, I like to see like pretty women do it in a pretty way. Like I think it's beautiful. I think it's attractive. I think it's amazing. I've always thought women were so much prettier than men in the way that like men are just sometimes really fucking gross and weird. (laughs) Sorry to the men, but it's true. I recommend watching lesbian porn as well as what is your type of man like what is your type of man like i know my type i've got a specific type of man that i like okay then i look up on the porn website this kind of man fucking this and so that's what you look up and then just watch it if it makes you feel weird because sometimes like i'm not gonna lie there is some like really fucking weird porn out there just don't watch it and find a different one But I think it's when I watch like a man and a woman, I like an attractive man and attractive women. And I think it's like slower. I don't like the weird, like bizarre stuck porn or stuff like that. Like, no, it's just normal sex. And it just can be really um, great to like watch and it can help. It obviously helps with masturbation and I don't feel like I feel like there's a stigma around porn too it's like no I think that's okay to watch if it helps you get off helps you get off as well as visualize like close your eyes think of someone that you know not even someone that you know that could be a little bit much but like think of like let's say your celebrity crush or somebody and just picture what sex would be like with them I'm a big visual um like I like to masturbate visually that one's fun for me so that's what I'm going to say. Please explore your body. Please get to know your body a little bit better because once you can make yourself come, there's literally just nothing you need a man from. Now I want to talk a little bit more about um, women that aren't coming from men. I do have some tips and tricks on that too because I've heard a lot of my friends be like, well, like I just... We've been having sex for like two years and I've never came. And I spit out my water and I literally smack them in the face. And I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Dump him. I'm kidding. But I'm like, there's so many reasons as to why that can be happening. So like number one, if you're in your head and you're thinking about the sex and more like more than enjoying the sex, you're never going to orgasm because you're so in your head and you're letting your anxieties take control. Let go and let the sex happen and like really feel everything and just be in the moment and it'll be 20 times better and that's one tip 
to get out of your head and get on orgasming as well as don't like I feel like we hold a lot of um as women we can hold a lot of pressure on ourselves of like sounds and like liquids and like fluids or like stuff that your body makes that you can't control or like feels that you can't control it's like no those things are normal and if your partner makes you feel weird they're the ones that are weird like if they have an issue with that it's like that's a natural part of my body like I don't have a weird like issue with your penis so like relax and if they make you feel weird then like they're not meant for you I feel like that's the biggest thing that you can take away from this episode if someone makes you feel uncomfortable or weird about sex they're just not meant for you until so, like those things are normal so like don't get in your head about it if those sounds happen they happen and if anything if you're a guy you should be making your partner feel great about it it's like you don't care about those sounds because like honest to god they're not caring about those sounds when they have their penis inside of you they finally got in what they wanted you think they're over here like oh my god she made a weird sound i'm over it no they're trying to get their nut off and that's it ladies we're way too in our heads like I said in last week's episode, tell yourself how amazing you are during sex. I kid you not. Just be like, oh my God, I'm so good at this. Like, I'm so amazing. Don't like say that out loud, but like in your head, just like it's an affirmation. You're affirming yourself during sex and it'll give you a lot more confidence. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds weird, but no, you're giving yourself confidence during sex. Like if you're not feeling great about yourself before, like you're giving that yourself, you're that confidence before as well as do whatever makes you feel the most sexy and confident during sex. If it's a certain position, if it's a certain lingerie you like to wear, if it's a certain perfume that you like to wear, whatever it is, whatever makes you feel like the best version of you, do that. Now I want to talk about sex stigmas, my opinions on them. Okay, let's get into sex on the first date. A lot of people think you people are whores when they have sex on the first date. I'm going to give you guys my take and my opinion on this, okay? Um, There's nothing wrong with it. So you are pretty immature as a man if you think someone is a whore for having sex on the first date. Like if the chemistry is good, well, like what am I waiting for? You know what I mean? Like I'm going to wait four dates just to make you want it a little bit more. No, then you should have sex. If you think the chemistry is good and you think the sex can be good, then you should have sex on the first date. Don't let people who are like, oh, if you give it to him too early, he's not going to want anything to do with you. That's not true. Like if he's a good fucking person and he's a mature man, he will realize that, you know what? Maybe she just really wanted to have sex with me because she was actually attracted to me and had really great chemistry with me and didn't want to wait for a second date when she knew she saw potential in me. And if they think they're a whore because they do it, then you're just really wrapped up in society's way of thinking. Because like, I don't know for the men, why don't you think about it like this? Maybe I just wanted to be wined and dined. Like maybe after that first date, we go out to dinner, we go to a nice dinner. I just wanted to be wined and dined. And then I'm like, you know what? I do need a good lay. I haven't been fucked in a minute. I need a good fuck. And so, yeah, I'm like, you know what? Okay, then I'm going to go get fucked hard after this dinner. After I just had this great dinner, I got wined and dined. I need to get fucked hard because I just want to get fucked hard because I have work in the morning and I'm busy. So maybe I just want to get wined and dined and fucked and never talk to you again because I'm busy. 
and I am successful and I have stuff I want to do. It doesn't always have to be like, oh my God, she's a whore or anything like that. Maybe I'm just so fucking busy that I know I don't have time to see you on a second date, but I craved a little bit of intimacy from my busy work schedule that I don't normally have with people because um, I'm too busy working and focusing on myself that I'm like, you know what? Actually, I do want to get wined and dined and then I do want to get fucked hard and then I do want you to leave in the morning and if we do or don't talk, the next day will be 100% up to me and it's in my control. So that's what I think about sex on the first date is that if you want it, do it. And if they look at you any sort of way, then that's their issue. Like maybe men, maybe you don't realize like, Maybe I just want, I had this night planned for me in a certain way that I wanted it. Maybe I was hoping you opened your legs for me. Like maybe I just wanted your dick this whole time, but I wanted you to wine and dine me first because you know what? Like wanted to be wined and dined. And then I wanted the touch of a man on me. And then I was like, you know what? You can actually get the fuck out tomorrow in the morning because I have stuff to do. I have work. I'm busy. I don't think there ever needs to be an explanation as to why you wanted sex on the first date, but like. I think men think way too much into it. Like, how is somebody a whore if they saw potential in you and they had chemistry with you and they wanted to explore that further? What makes them a whore in any sense of the way? Literally nothing. So, yeah, I think we're way too in our heads about sex on the first date. Like, I know I'm busy. I know there's one reason that I hold off on sex, and I'll tell you that exactly why in a minute. But other than that, like, you know what? Maybe I'm like, fuck. It's been a long work week. I want to go to a nice steak dinner. I want to have a filet mignon over a nice bottle of wine. And I want you to come back and fuck the shit out of me. That's my what I want. And then I don't want to have to deal with your emotional baggage or, or anything after it. Okay? I just want one night. You know? I think men are... Men have done it for so long. So if you're like, oh my God, Libby, you fucking crazy bitch. It's like, no, I don't see anything wrong with that. Because men have done it for what? How many years? Yeah. They have. So it's like, okay, maybe that's what I want sometimes. <sighs> yeah, or maybe they just weren't good enough for you to call them for a second date. Like the camera, like maybe just in general, like the vibe just wasn't good enough for a second date kind of thing and you just wanted to get it over. And you know that. Like that's the thing is I feel like as women, like I know right away if there will be a second date or there will not be a second date. And Maybe you're just like, hey, like maybe the women are just like, you know what? Hey, actually, I know I'm not going to go on a second date with him, but let me have some sex, have some fun. We'll both enjoy it. And then, yeah, we're fine. We don't need to talk again. Okay. Body count. Let's talk about body count. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. For a man, it says a lot about them usually because like, okay, listen, I've really came to realize this. A lot of the times when men have a really high body count in the best way possible men, um, they're kind of not the best at sex because of the simple fact that they haven't had one person to sexually explore with. I feel like if you come across a man who's never been in a long-term relationship with a high body count, that sometimes they're lacking stuff in sex because... They haven't had to sit down and explore with one person. I feel like it takes a certain level of comfortability for both parties to explore and do new things. Um, that's just what I've realized with my own research. But, you know, 
could be completely different otherwise. But yeah, not always a high body count doesn't always mean they know how to fuck. And that goes for like girls too. Sometimes when they have a really high body count, that means they don't know how to fuck either. I think sometimes it comes down to chemistry, comes down to so many things too, being on the same page of the sex you want. It all comes down to a big thing. But I've really kind of realized that with men, and that's like no disrespect or anything. I mean, I know it sounded disrespectful, but... It's like they're not as always open to doing new things because they haven't really explored it with one person where I feel like a man that's previously been in a relationship has been able to explore a little bit more. And that can go for both parties said. So not just men, but women too, I guess, but more the men. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, you know, I think we've hold a lot of stock on body count. Um, My biggest thing for myself is when I think of body count, I just think of the fact like I don't ever want to walk into a room and more than one person in that room can say that they've had sex with me. I don't know. I just don't love that. I also need like an extreme emotional connection with that person to have sex with them, have enjoyable sex with them, like have actually good sex. I need an emotional connection. So yeah, like that's for me, what I think about body count, I feel like don't put too much stock in it. And like low body count, high body count, everyone has their own story and like their own stuff. Like you guys just heard me talk about saving it for someone special, like that whole thing. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing weird with that. Everyone has their own story. Body count is just a number and it doesn't mean much. Unless your body count's like 5,000, like, whoa, that might mean something. Also, okay, drunk sex, oof. My biggest thing about drunk sex is consent to it before the night happens. So if you don't consent to that drunk sex before the night happens, like then I don't think I'm the biggest fan of it. But because like just like it's weird, it's a blurry boundary and it's nobody likes a blurry boundary or a blurry line. Like you don't want that. You really just want a clear, vivid line if you should or should not have sex with that person that night. So like consent beforehand I mean the club and stuff meeting someone at the club that's a completely different story and that's something I've never experienced so I can't really speak on that but yeah in general like if you're seeing someone talking to someone consent to it before the night happens I think that's a big way to get away from uncomfortable or bad situations during sex as well because you never want one party to be like well like I actually really didn't want to have sex and then you just it can open up a whole can of worms and it doesn't need to if you had just consented to it before the night happened or not consented to it before the night happened. Okay, now let's get into the part of the episode where I give you sex tips. I told you guys the reason that I don't really have sex on the first date. I told you guys, like, I just don't really like to do that. Is I'm going to tell you why. Is because I like to talk about the sex before I have it. Like I like to sext. I like to sit and have a conversation about what we both like sexually. So we both know that we're getting the best out of this sex. Like I don't just want to fuck just to fuck. I want to fuck to both be enjoyed and be pleased by it. Like I want to have great sex. So I will get a feel for what someone is like sexually when they tell me what they're like sexually. Like if they're sexting me, I can tell right off the bat whether I'm going to like it or not. Just because I'm just like aware of what I like and what I don't like. And if you like, yeah. So 
I recommend sexting someone to like make sure they're the right fit for you sexually. And that's actually how I had the best sex of my entire life is because we had like a three-day conversation beforehand of just all the detailed things that we liked about sex before and after because then when you're in the sex too you could be like oh shoot i remembered he liked this or she likes this let me do this and it just makes the sex that much more enjoyable okay (laughs) use a vibrator during sex i'm not talking like double penetrate yourself but if that's your vibe that's your vibe and i don't judge it but like the little vibrators they can just make the worlds of a difference during sex like definitely put it in your ass while getting fucked from behind while you're playing with your clit i think that's just so amazing and you should really try that as well like have your partner hold it and don't just shove it up your ass like have your partner hold it as well as just like explore with your vibrator even on them during sex with yourself during sex it's just so much fun to have like a toy involved and if your partner doesn't like that they're fucking like they don't need to like it if you like it then bring it in the bedroom that was rude. If your partner doesn't like it, have a sit down talk as to like why they don't like it. It's not like you're emasculating them or they're not doing it. It just heightens the sex and makes it better. It's not like they're doing a bad job. You're just having better sex because of them. Um, I'm a big advocator for a finger in the ass. Not like you ram it up there, like lube it up and put it up. I think it changes the sex game. I think it's really great. Okay. Ladies, let's talk about sucking dick. You got to act like you like it, even if you don't like it during the moment. And if you don't like it, don't fucking do it. But you got to get into it and enjoy it. Because if they see you enjoying it, they're going to come quicker. As well as don't forget about the balls. As well as don't forget about eye contact. Oh my God. I could just imagine, like, I know the people that are going to listen to this episode. This is great. Wow. I'm just really putting it all out there. Not even that much, actually. Um, ladies, if you have a hard time orgasming during sex, I recommend get on top, lean back while you have it, like lean back on that dick and then have them play with your clit while you're leaning back on that dick. It's a great orgasm. Eye contact, eye contact, eye contact is a huge thing for me. Like I don't really like to have sex if we're not having eye contact, And if we're not talking during sex, please get the fuck out of me because that's not fun for me. If you're not communicating and like talking to me, dirty talking or anything during sex, like I'm probably not going to want to have sex with you and it's not going to be that fun for me. So like those are like two big things that I recommend everyone tries is like definite eye contact during sex. Like I can't even imagine like in missionary, like where are you looking? Like what do you, if you're not making eye contact, where the fuck are you looking? But okay, like are you just like turn your head completely? Like that could be bizarre. Um, but that's fine. Whatever works for you works for you. Eat ass or get the fuck out. You heard what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> I don't know why men are like so... Maybe I'm just talking to the wrong men but a lot of times when you talk about eating ass to men they're like oh my god ew and it's like what is wrong with that that's fun anyways you guys those are just a couple sex tips that i have i those are just like my key ones. you guys that is it for the sex episode i know it got a little bit depressing during it a little bit but if it doesn't depress me it shouldn't depress you but let's all go out there and make sure we're just having the best best sex of our entire life. That's what I want for every single one of you. 
Okay, let's get into our midday matcha must-haves. So if you guys haven't watched David Letterman's show on Netflix, I really highly recommend you watch it. It's, I think it's called like No Need to Introduce My Next Guest. I don't know. Look up David Letterman on Netflix. He interviews like really great people. So I highly recommend watching that. I loved every moment of the show that I've been watching. I'm literally addicted to it. As well as a slutty Halloween costume. Bitches, did you think I forgot it was Halloween this weekend? No. Go out there, be the sluttiest of the slutty sluts that you could possibly be, and just have a fucking time of your life, honestly. And just feel like a bad bitch. Slut it up. Do whatever you want. Show your body. If anyone makes you feel shitty about them, block them or kick them in the fucking throat. You don't need them in your life. And just have fun being the sluttiest version of yourself that you can be. Another midday matcha must-have is a vibrator. Okay, Amazon has a really great vibrator. So go and get a fucking vibrator. They're everywhere. You need one. You guys, okay. That is it for this week's episode. I love you guys so much. If you guys took anything from this episode, I hope it's that just to be open and have good happy sex and if someone isn't making you feel great about sex then they don't need to be in your life you can block them delete them kill them whatever you need to do to get them out of your life get them out of your life as well as you guys just have an amazing halloween weekend everyone stay safe everyone um wear a fucking mask and if you haven't voted go vote early vote vote in general vote 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 please we all need to be voting um I can't believe I haven't talked about that sooner, but please go vote. Go fucking vote. If you do anything productive this week, November 3rd, whenever the fuck you get to voting, please vote, 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 vote. Okay. You guys, if you want to have more of me, oh my God, I have a YouTube channel. It's it's Livy Bitch. That's my YouTube channel, as well as I have an Instagram which is at Livy Maeve, M-A-E-V-E. That's my personal Instagram, as well as Midday Matcha has an Instagram, Midday underscore Matcha, where I post bad bitch quotes daily. You'll feel like the baddest bitch alive. Like, and if you don't, fucking comment, hey, I'm not feeling like a bad bitch, or DM me, and you and I can have a serious deep talk about that because I want all of you to feel like the baddest bitches alive. You guys, another episode done, and it's the sex episode. I give you guys some tips and tricks. I give you guys the insight, okay? I love every single one of you. You're a bad fucking bitch. Don't ever forget that. And anyone that makes you feel less than that can fucking choke. Love you. Work.